0: This is W O M M L P operating out of Burlington Vermont, 105.9 at the Radiator. Hello, it's the Rocket Shop. We're back. Uh, we've been on hiatus for a few weeks, but I'm glad to be back in the studio. I'm your host on production. With me tonight is Marcy Hernandez. Hello. Hi. How's was, it going? I'm pretty good. I was going to ask you the same thing. <laughs> I'm good. Um, well, we do like kicking it off with a song. So, what have you got for us?
1: All right, I'm going to play Amanis Sid. <laughs>
2: i mm-hmm. Preguntando ¿Quién quieres ser? to see
0: Say there by Marcy Hernandez. That was beautiful. Thank you. Um, so I didn't butcher the title. There, you did, did not. I? Fantastic. <laughs> My Spanish is awful, but um, so I I'm told that that is, uh, sunshine in Spanish. Is that correct? Is that um, sunrise? sun sunrise. sunrise sunrise Um, definitely some religious overtones there. Once blind, then I see it. What's the general kind of theme of that song?
1: Yeah. Um, that song is. Kind of about new beginnings, um, so the idea of a sunrise of a new day, um, and uh, came from a time in my life that felt like a new beginning very much. Uh, one one chapter ending and another one beginning. Um, and the uh, what's interesting, I think, when we are going through uh, transitions like that, is that typically, at least in my life, it seems like you are usually giving something up in order to. Move on to a, a new phase. So there's a little bit of that, um, maybe sorrow or melancholy in that song.
0: I see. Yeah. Something lost. Yeah. Um, I've got to ask uh, how's the weather been for you this winter?
1: <laughs> oh, man. This has been a harsh winter for me uh, because, you know, yeah, I'm not a big fan <laughs> if yep. you haven't heard. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, it, it, it is somewhat apparent on one of your tracks. Right. Um, <laughs> I think this one this has been particularly harsh for a lot of us uh, just because we've been cloistered inside so much. Um, so I was reading a little bit of your background and I saw you're, you're a musical therapist. Um, first of all, how did you get into musical therapy? That seems such a niche but beautiful uh, occupation. And then secondly... Do you find the the your work almost creeps into your p- personal music, or is there any kind of aspects of your work that creep into your personal music?
1: Sure, um, yeah. So, um, music therapy is uh, is a healthcare profession, and so you can um, uh, get a college degree in music therapy, and um, then from there, uh, very similar to physical therapy or occupational therapy, you can. Um, you get licensure and take a board certification. And so, um, I became interested in it, uh, in my mid twenties and it's, was a bit of a second career for me. Um, so it's, it's using the, uh, well, well, music is inherently therapeutic, um, as we all know. And so music therapists, Use the the elements of music in a strategic way, in a targeted way, to work on specific therapeutic goals. Um, so, I think as a songwriter, uh, I've definitely experienced um, the benefits of songwriting and self-expression on a emotional level, and um, and for me, it's it's been a source of healing, and so. <clears throat> I became interested in, in being able to use that to help others. Um, because in a, in a sense when you're performing, you are connecting with others. And I think that there is a lot of healing that can happen in live music. And, um, so, but with music therapy, you get to do that one-on-one with someone and really, uh, really connect on a deeper level, I think. Um, so I feel that my, I mean, it's something that I think about a lot um, because I do have these dual, it almost feels like two lives sometimes as a music therapist and then an, as a performer and a songwriter. So um, I think they, they intermingle in, in that the more I develop as an artist, I think it in a sense makes me a better therapist too and vice versa. <laughs> that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um and uh, so I want to turn the attention now to to this new album that's come out. Um Newish, I believe it came out in November, is that right? That's right. Yep. Um although time is a flat circle these days, so November yes. is yesterday <laughs> and it's also tomorrow. Right. Um so uh t- you sang the title track I um just before. Um but um it took quite a while to get this album to to eventually kind of be recorded and released. Do you want to take me through the process a little bit?
1: Sure. Um, yeah, so I uh, I recorded the album in Essex with Dan Davin and um, it took us a little while. We had the convenience of, of not having a deadline. So um, we really took advantage of that. <laughs> um, and allowed it to it was kind of casual in a way it was um just sort of like yeah we should go track the bass for that one song and let's try to get a hold of so-and-so like when can he make it um so it was kind of nice to just have this uh more of a flowy uh way of creating it and that there wasn't this time crunch and that you know i need to get this done by a certain time um And then I feel so incredibly fortunate about all of the people that have been on it and that, um, yeah, just really made it a very special collaborative thing and and allowed the songs to evolve uh, in a way that, you know, I definitely had a vision, but I was just like blown away every time I'd hear the final mix. Like, oh my gosh. (laughs)
0: Happening. Was there any particular artist that took it in a different direction to what you were expecting?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. Um. I would say there were some things on Isid, uh like some of the piano parts on Amanesid, I um was really surprised with and at first was like oh I don't know about that and Light a Torch too there were some (laughs) the main riff on Light a Torch (laughs) Dan came up with that and the first time I heard it I was like "Eh, I don't know is is it because the way I was playing it uh in shows and um with some friends that I typically play with was just a very different very different vibe but uh now I'm I'm like, yeah, that's the riff <laughs> that should be on that song. And same with Amana the piano parts. I hear them, you know, now all the time and I'm like, oh, that fits perfectly. So it's a really cool thing when you're when you're able to collaborate and the things that musicians hear that are able to Yeah.
0: Was it because you're with such established artists that I don't know, I don't I don't wanna put it in a in a in a harsh way but because they're very established musicians did you were you more receptive to kind of that feedback or are you sort of personally you're kind of a, a creative sponge and anyone kind of throws something at you you might kind of twist and turn and and change based on kind of any suggestion
1: um i think i'm a very open person and so i'm willing to hear i, th- I think it would be f- foolish to not be willing to hear people's ideas and to just be like, no, this is the vision I have, and it has to be this way. Um, so I think I'm open, but I think I'm also, uh, I try to be thoughtful about, or intentional about um, what I'm putting out there. <laughs> so so I wouldn't, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was a combination of, of being um, open while still wanting to stay true to whatever my intention was for a song Mm
0: -hmm.
1: a feel and certain songs like the song quiet for example I I was very clear about how I wanted that to to be there are some other songs where I was a little bit more like a sponge maybe Mm -hmm. like yeah (laughs) let's try that
0: (laughs) um so you say you're quite an intentional person and uh, as you said, you, you kind of had a long time to be able to, to create this track, this record in, in the way that you wanted it created. But and didn't by not having those time constraints, it sounds like you were able to kind of really piece together something quite remarkable for a, for a debut album. Um, did you have... What was this vision at the beginning of this? What was the vision for this album? What did you see this being?
1: Um... In in what way? Uh, I guess
0: <laughs> I guess the what the thoughts you had in your head regarding this album when you like first started the project three years ago. Yeah. Is the M product similar to what the what, what you had imagined in the first place?
1: Hmm. Um yeah, I think it is. It is. There was one song that I really thought was gonna make the album, but it didn't eventually. So that was something that changed in the process. Um but other than that, I feel like it's it pretty much represents what I had in mind. Yeah.
0: Is there a is there like a common theme or topics you return to in each track, or is there, is there a certain kind of emotion that you're trying to convey with the album, or or is each song kind of its own separate entity?
1: Um. I think the overarching emotion that I'm trying to convey is hope, and um. With that idea of amanecer, the sunrise, and and um, looking towards the future in a positive way, which <laughs> is interesting to say during these times right now. Um, so, yeah.
0: W- was there a with that uh, with that kind of theme? Was there an intention about releasing it in November?
1: No. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure how we, I picked November. I had a crowdfunding campaign, um, when we were in the final stages. And when, uh, when I planned out the crowdfunding campaign for the record, uh, I kept saying it's going to come out in the fall. Actually, I, at first I kept saying it's going to come out in the end of the summer, August, And then, of course, you know, this being my first time really doing this process, I realized, okay, things take a little bit longer. So I needed to kind of keep pushing it back. (laughs) Um, And then uh, I remember looking at November and definitely wanting it to come out before the end of the year and not really wanting it to come out in December because I feel like I don't know. I, that didn't feel right to me. So, So yeah, I just sort of said on November 20th <laughs> before Thanksgiving. <laughs> Let's do it.
0: <laughs> a Thanksgiving album rather than a Christmas album. Yeah, yeah. There's um, no
1: Christmas songs on it. <laughs> so.
0: um, well, I would love to hear another song. So um, what have you got for us?
1: All right. Um, I think I'll do winter. Because it's the season.
0: There by Marty Hernandez. So, um, obviously, no secret, you're not a big fan of winter. Um, but you, I you used to not
1: be a big fan.
0: Oh, you're a fan now. It's <laughs> I am changed. a fan now.
1: I was, yeah. I wrote that song a few years ago when I was still kind of a newbie to Vermont. So,
0: what are <laughs> you? You come from Rochester, New York. I there, do. Right? It's not. That's not a million miles away. But
1: but my parents are Puerto Rican. It's just not. <laughs> we <laughs> they hated the winter. So I inherited their hatred of it. <laughs> I see. But I've been I- I've be- it, yeah, I've been able to come become more friends with the winter.
0: What was the was there a threshold moment? Was there a, a come to Jesus moment where <laughs> you you suddenly embrace the snow in the the tundra that we lived in? The first
1: pair of snowshoes. Um, I think yeah, I mean I think a lot of it was embracing it. Um, just going outside and and enjoying it. Uh, and uh, I think that was a part of it, too. Growing up, I didn't really, um, we just didn't do winter sports or hiking or anything like that. So, um, yeah, just having good friends, be like, yep, we're going to go on a snowshoe. <laughs> and, uh, yeah.
0: It does really make all the difference. Yeah. Um, getting outside. Uh, I'm, I was kind of with you. I mean, I obviously didn't grow up here. So uh, first few winters were pretty dark and Horrible, and then I discovered that you're allowed to go outside in the winter. <laughs> you just have to buy the right clothing. Exactly. Um, so back to your album. Um, so I did read a couple of uh, hot takes from from our local media. Uh, one of which definitely stood out for me. Um, Seven Days said that your album it have always quite a lot of the usual pitfalls of debut albums. So all those kinks and trials and errors that you usually find with debut albums. Aren't really there when you listen to him. It does sound a very polished, professional album. It's it's pretty amazing. It's your first one, um, but would you agree for that assessment, or is or is that just something others are hearing?
1: Um. <laughs> I think there's always room for improvement. Uh, I guess. Um, I mean, I'm I'm really happy with the album. I'm I'm very pleased with how it. Yeah, how it all came together. Um, I think, uh, I think as a vocalist, there's always things that you listen to. And yeah, for myself, I think I'm always like, oh, I could have like sung that phrase differently or just done, um, you know, certain vocal things differently. But that could also just be my inner critic. So, Right. Yeah.
0: Especially well, if you if you work on a project for a long time, you end up overthinking things, and you know, p- often projects have a tendency to be overproduced in that situation. But it didn't seem the case with you with this particular album. Mm-hmm. Was there a was there a moment where you're like, stop, draw the line. This is it. This is what's going out. Or or did that come naturally? Did you listen to it one day and go, right, yeah, no, this is this is about where I want it to be.
1: Um, in terms of the production yeah yeah um, <clears throat> it felt it felt very clear when with each song when I knew okay this is it we don't need to add anything else to this um, yeah I think for each of them it, it felt it was very clear uh, because I, I didn't want to, like you said, I didn't want to overproduce it. I didn't want to throw too many bells and whistles on on certain things. Um, and with certain songs, I really just wanted, uh, you know, maybe two or three instruments on the track um, or evolution. It's just me and, and piano. And I thought for a little while, I was like, oh, you know, we could add some violin, we could add. But at the end of the day, I was like, well, let's just keep it. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. And I see you're doing kind of a dub remix of one of your songs with uh, one of the Hackney Boys. Yeah, I say boys, they are very much grown men. <laughs> um, so yeah, how did that come about, and and why this song in particular? Were you like, right, yeah, this is this is, I can see this, turning into a dub remix.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I should give credit to my friend Joe Adler <laughs> because he was the one who was like. Maybe you should do a dub remix of "Light a Torch," and I was like, "Huh?" And uh, then I thought about it, and I was like, "Yeah, that's a great idea." So I reached out to Orion, um, and he'd heard the song already, and he was like, "Yeah, it's a great song. I'd love to do it." And the rest is history. It was that was it. <laughs> we had the one conversation. He's like, "I'm on it."
0: <laughs> Wicked. Yeah. Uh, I've not had to listen to it yet. Is, it, is it It's going? not out it's yet. It's not out yet. Yeah, okay. so that's
1: coming out next Tuesday, and I'm doing a live stream for it as well. Um, so I'll be live streaming from the Zen Barn in Waterbury, mm-hmm. and it'll be on uh, Jamcast Network and Facebook Live.
0: Nice. We'll have to uh, watch out for that one. <laughs> um, I'm glad we, we kind of moved on to um, the debut single, Lighter Torch. Um, I did t- take a quick sneak. A quick look at the music video that you created, and it made me long for summer so badly. It was, it it hurt, it hurt me in my soul. Um, but it was a, it was fantastic. It was a fantastic video. Uh, really well produced, um, kind of surreal imagery, but with, you know, a lot of of lightness and and fun. Uh, yeah, tell me a little bit about that production. It looked like a blast.
1: Yeah, it was a blast, and it makes me long for summer too. (laughs) Um, yeah, I did that with Miles David Jewell, a uh, great videographer, and he co directed as well. Um, my first time making a music video, so I was so grateful to be working with someone who's like a real pro. And, um, and we, uh, I knew that um, candles would be a big motif for, uh, for the video, so we talked a lot about that and how we were going to represent um, this idea of light and light being uh, representative of hope and um, sharing, you know, the light that you have with others and things like that. Um, and I wanted it to also capture um, what that song is about, which is my Puerto Rican heritage, um, and uh, as well as it, it touches on the complexities of... Um, being biracial, and and also the complexities of the relationship of between Puerto Rico and the United States, and um, so there's a lot in that song, and it was at first it was very difficult to know exactly which direction to take the video in. I had about ten different ideas, <laughs> um, and again, that's where Miles was so helpful and just helping um, bring some clarity to to how yeah just how to best visually represent what I was trying to say
0: yeah yeah I mean it's a fantastic video um, thank you th- yeah the the I would just say to anyone listening to just go watch it I'm never gonna add describe it and it's definitely best best seen um, I saw that on I think it was your f- maybe your website or is it on YouTube at this point as well it is
1: yeah. yep yep
0: Definitely worth going to to check out. Um, and yeah, so you're playing at the Zen Barn or at least live streaming from the Zen Barn in yeah. about a week's time. Uh, obviously, COVID has has kind of put a stop to everything for the past like 13 months now or 12 months. Um, is there any plans to be able to kind of get this out into the world, this record out into the world? Are you doing any live shows? Um, have you got anything planned in the summer? Is there anything like penciled in at this moment in time?
1: There is. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, May 6th, May 6th, I'm playing at Northern Vermont university's Johnson campus. Um, so that's booked, which is very exciting. And then I have another gig later in August, um, at a festival. Uh, I'm forgetting Woodstock. I want to say, um, so that's also happening in August. Um, so I, I mean, I, I have hope. The, we were playing outside last summer, so mm-hmm. there's no reason why that won't be happening again. And, um, you know, there's definitely hope for that. Uh, and, and, yeah, with the way that vaccines are rolling out, fingers crossed. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hopefully we can do some some more stuff outdoors.
0: We'll be all crammed into Radio Bean before you know it. Yes. <laughs> well, what's left of Radio Bean? I drove past the other day, and it's just the one the one venue left. They oh, really? Yeah, they got rid of uh, of uh, the lamp shop, and duende has gone. It's it's all changed. Oh my gosh! You know. Wow. Yeah. I'm not
1: in Burlington anymore, so I'm a little out of the loop.
0: Uh, where do you live these days?
1: I'm living in Callis, Vermont. Hmm. Um. So it's about 20, 25 minutes outside of Montpelier. That's why this winter has been especially harsh for me because I've been doing like a real Vermont winter. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like out in the sticks, real deal. Yes. Several feet of snow, no yeah, snowplow totally. kind of thing.
1: Yeah. No cell service.
0: Wow. Well, great time of creativity at least.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's kind of why I chose it. I was like, if I'm going to live in a cabin in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> let's just do it now.
0: Right. Um, well this is about all we got time for this evening but uh, I want to thank you for coming in it's been fantastic um, mm-hmm. I'd love you to play out plays out with the song though
1: Sure I'll play Light a torch okay
2: pueblo.
0: See Hernandez playing us out there with Light the Torch. Thank you so much for coming in. I really do appreciate it.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: Just before we finish with anything you'd like to plug, any kind of Instagram, Facebook, or anything like that?
1: Sure, yeah. You can follow me on Instagram at Marcy Musica. Uh, and Facebook is just Marcy Hernandez. Um, and I've got my live stream next Tuesday that I hope people will come and check out. Uh, really excited for that. Uh, and be on the lookout for the remix Next Tuesday, March 9th. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, well, thank you once again for coming in, Marcy. Um, join us next week. we got Jacob Green with Naish- Nathan McHoud. Um That'll be on 105.9 The Radiator, The Rocket Shop. I've been your host, Tom Proctor, and good night.